In today's episode, I interview Catherine Life Design, purpose and business coach on how to find your purpose and turn your abilities, your experiences into an online product. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Thank you so much for the invitation. I can't wait to kick off. <laughs> Yay. And just for the audience, it might be because we are both in Cyprus right now, either like we are in different cities. However, uh, Catherine is, sit is sitting outside because she has designed her life to look epic and she's working in the garden and there are some kids running around. So it might be that you have some sounds in the background. However, bear with us. Yep. So I would like to start asking you, Catherine, to tell us a little bit about yourself, about what you do, but start like, let's start with who are you? What's your story? Oh, thank you so much. That's such a great question. I love it. Um, yeah. So sorry again, if there's kids in the background, but literally I, this is my workplace. I work under the big lemon tree in Cyprus, five minutes from the sea and It took a while to get here, I really have to say. So what's what's my story? Um, I think we have to start somewhere where obviously I was working a corporate job. I was working in you know a, a kind of structure that I think everybody starts out with. Like we go to school, you know, we get used to getting up at seven o'clock. And uh, I already realized back then that wasn't really to my advantage. Like I didn't really feel like, wow, I'm getting the most out of myself, out of my day, out of learning. Um, well, learning wasn't always cool, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really, so you, you notice small signs like this is not the way I would do it if I was totally free. And as I got older and as I progressed also career-wise, you know, there were more hierarchies, more structures. And I thought, you know, there must be a different way. There actually, there must be a different way where it doesn't, you know, you don't feel drained and exhausted at the end of the day and maybe not even happy in your job, maybe not even fulfilled in your job, but also um, doing something that you love. And that was not something that any of my friends did at the time either. So everybody was, it was very much keen on, you know, complaining about, oh, my job's horrible, all oh, my colleagues are horrible, oh, I wish the weekend was here already. So it was, you know, it's that kind of, um, that kind of moaning that goes on uh, very automatically, very subconsciously. And this voice kept, keep, uh, kept coming up in my head, there must be a different way, there must be a different way. So when I turned 27, I went self-employed. And, you know, if you now think, wow, that was the, the turning point that was, you know, it changed my life. Yeah, it did change my life. But <laughs> sooner or later, I realized, hold on, I was exchanging one prison for another. So by that time, I tried to, you know, I, I tried the career in freelancing. I realized wow, I'm working more now. Okay, I'm doing what I want. And I, I got rid of some hierarchies, but now I'm in charge of everything. 
taking out the, the office trash to, you know, doing accounting, doing, you know, client, chasing clients on the phone and so on and so on. Um, and I was earning less than I was before. So I thought, hold on, something's not right still. And it took me a little while longer. I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years now. Well, I started with freelance work, 12 years. And I, I proudly say today that the, seven, the first seven years, I wasn't that successful. I hadn't quite figured out, you know, how to, how to put my, what I know and how to put my knowledge and everything into a product, how to get leverage on my time. And that changed when I came up and put all my, my knowledge, all my abilities, my talents, my, my fears, my, my joy and my love into an online product. That was the turning point. And then I managed to proudly call myself an entrepreneur. <laughs> and that, that, yeah, that was the big change I'd hoped for. And that was the different way I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Catherine. And it, um, there is so much in, in your introduction already, you know, it shows, ah, it starts with, you know, going a new path when like all your friends are doing the old stuff, moaning and oh, I'm not happy about that and not changing anything and then having the courage. Like this would be my first question. How did you basically muster or how did you have this courage? Like, was it your uh, characteristics, a character, uh, like a character trait of yours? How did you have that courage when the whole world around you was stuck in a different place? Great question. And I really have to say, no, I didn't have the courage. It wasn't a personality trait at all. It was pure desperation. <laughs> Let's call it pure desperation. Okay. It really was. So <laughs> back in the days, I think I was really somebody that learned through pain more than they did voluntarily, which is how I prefer to learn nowadays. So nowadays, if I want something, I learn how to get there. I learn how I learn who I want to become in order to to reach that goal, for example. And most importantly, it's the, the most important thing is who you want to be anyway, not your goals or anything else, but who do you want to be? Back then, it was it was sheer desperation. It really was. So I, I was in a situation and I realized I cannot continue one minute longer. And I had uh, a business partner and we had uh, an office together, although I was never an office person. But, you know, that's, that was just something you did back then. You had an office mm. and my business partner thought, all right, let's work from nine to nine, you know, or nine to eight or something like that. Not nine to five, no. but nine to nine now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I went along with it and he, he was very much a structured person and I wasn't. And we were getting on each other's nerves and bless him, he's a wonderful person. But it's just, again, it, I didn't feel free in that constellation. So one day we had a little bit of an argument and I turned around and I literally, I left the office and never came back. And mm. I took, I, I made a really, really important decision. And since we're talking about turning points, that was one of my turning points. I made a decision back then that from now onwards, I will only do things that I really wholeheartedly love to do. And you know, immediately a small voice came on and it was like, no, you can't do that. You have to do things you don't like. You have to cook, you have to clean, you have to do your accounting or something like that. But you know what? I pushed that voice aside and for the weeks to come, all I did was things I loved. And if I didn't want to do anything, I would just lie in bed, not doing anything at all. And uh, that was crazy. So yeah, it, I guess it took a little bit of courage, but it wasn't born out mm. of courage. It was born out mm. of desperation. Oh, desperation. And, yeah, trying to find a new way for myself. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that because, <clears throat> yeah, entrepreneurship, we always think it's courage and strong people. And very often it's born of, as you said, out of desperation, out of changing things up and you have no idea how. And then you you make it work. And um, what I also liked when, what, when you introduced yourself was this um, creating a new prison, you know, like being in the prison of like nine to five and then creating a prison of nine to nine, you know, and then figure out like, oh, what the fuck? Like, no, I'm in the next prison and the next hamster wheel. And um, was this a slow process of recognizing that or was this um, like also a turning point? <laughs> like, wow, this is not how I want it. To be honest and to be very honest, for me, it was a slow change. It was a slow realization. But I, I'm really very much of the opinion that it doesn't have to be today. So I think if I would have recognized and if I would have found that the power of coaching and of having a mentor and of actually investing in yourself, I would have gone through those changes so much quicker. I, I can't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it took me, like I was saying at the very beginning, it took me seven years to figure out, hold on, freelance work is just like being a glorified employee, but you're interchangeable <laughs> and you can be, you know, you can be let go and uh, at any minute and there's 5,000 others that want to take your place. So I think uh, it didn't have to be this long, but It was my, you know, it was my way of doing things. And back in the days, I was also very much, oh, I have to do this by myself. And I'm, you know, I think I'm clever. I can figure this out. Of course, we are clever. We can figure anything out. But how long do you want to take? How long do you want it to take to figure things out? Maybe there's a better, quicker, faster way to do it and, and save yourself some pain and, and gain faster on, on what it is actually that you want. And I always say nowadays that, you know, in the first seven years, I found out so many ways that business doesn't work. I found so many ways of how not to get clients, how um, not to do things, how not to set up a website and things like that. And then I found my mentor back in the days and he showed me in two months how things actually worked and the seven years before that I found many ways how things didn't work and that was very valuable because I can now pass that on to my clients but uh, hmm. there's a faster way <laughs> get there somebody to show way. you how to do it yeah exactly oh I love that Catherine and I love the reflection you have on that because many people go through that process and they never ever get those learnings it's like oh now it's different and now that works and they never reflect back on like where did I come from and also you know sometimes it is this oh, now I'm successful, you know? And they forget that they. Yeah. it took them some time to get there. You don't become successful overnight. Yes, you can quicken it very much, but there is still life happening, you know? So, um, yeah, we always have to take that into account. Oh, yeah, And life is happening. I like that. <laughs> That's a very, very well said. <laughs> um, perhaps you can shift now a little bit into um, the work you do now, like how you help people to... Do things quicker and um, let's talk a little bit about purpose. What do you mean by purpose? What is purpose for you? Mm, oh, yes. Purpose is what makes you, know, what makes me tick, what makes, you know, what causes my drive. So I think um, what I do now is also, again, born out of um, a situation that I was no longer happy with. And I realized I wanted to set up my business and do it properly. And I wanted to get the leverage of having my own product and actually having my own message rather than being a freelance person that does project for other, project for other people. So, and 
I was in front of, I had this decision to make. What is it I'm going to put into a product? What is it I want to be known for? What is it I want to gain visibility for? Um, what, what do I want people to come to me for? And again, I was at a point, I was running in circles. I was like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's this. Oh, maybe it's that. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could be a, um, a marketing coach. Maybe I could, you know, do leadership academy and, and things like that. I have so many ideas and so many experiences I've had. So it was very hard to choose. And there I was talking about purpose one day and the person opposite me was like oh that's such a great theme I you know purpose that's a I wanna I wanna I wanna learn more about that and I was like yeah you know what I'm gonna do an online course on that and nothing happened so the next six months I thought oh I'm gonna do a course on that nothing happened and I uh yeah, I did. Like you mean you didn't sell something? Or I didn't. Like, what do you mean with nothing happened? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, nothing happened in terms of I wanted to uh, set up a course, but I didn't actually manage to. You know, it's this big talk of I'm gonna do videos and I'm gonna sell this, and and I was just sitting there going, yeah, I'm gonna do a course. I'm gonna do a course, but it didn't materialize in any way. And I kept okay. telling people, yeah, in October, my course is going to launch. Oh yeah. In January, my course is going to launch. And it just didn't happen. And I realized I hadn't actually found my own purpose. So I turned the whole thing around rather than trying to create a course or trying to find a theme or a niche or whatever, whatever it is we want to call it these days. Mm. First of all, I actually went inside, inside of me and I really started laying out the path from the inside out, going from the internal mm. to the external. And doing that, I realized there's actually four pillars for um, to find your purpose, to turn that into business that you actually want to stick with. So I found mm -hmm. that the four pillars, and there's one fifth and secret pillar that I always call it the secret pillar. Um, the first pillar is, of course, what is it you are good at? What is it you love to do? And I don't mean in mm -hmm. the sense of, oh, I'm a good accountant. That's, that's you know, a, a kind of structured phrase that it's already too made up. You gotta, you gotta go a little bit deeper. What is it you like mm -hmm. about doing accounting? For example, is it that you love to get lost in the detail? Is it that you love to, um, I don't know, find, find something that makes your eyes light up and really, mm -hmm. um, that way you're just having fun and you, you lose track of time. So really break mm -hmm. it down into what it is you're good at on that level. And the second pillar, of course, is your why. But whenever people say, oh, you have to find your why, I always say that's not enough. You know, your why alone mm. is neither business nor will it keep you going. So, the, but the second, it's part of the puzzle. So I always say that your purpose is kind, it's kind of like a big puzzle. And only once you find all the pillars and you lay it out in front of you, will it give you a picture, like an ongoing theme that you missed because you're only looking at what are you good at. You were only looking mm -hmm. at, oh, you need to find your why. It's not enough. Yeah. The third yeah. pillar is your history, your experience. And that very often has to do also with pain points, with huge failings mm -hmm. in your life. Where have you really failed on a deep level? What that has caused you pain? Where have you really succeeded in your life? So have a look at what you're proud of. Both, both of those things. And, and don't just get rid of one of them. They're both equally important. Um, and the fourth pillar, and that is something I'm super passionate about, is how do you want to live? 
And that's, yes. that is so super important because people now always tell me, oh yeah, my job's done. My job's quite okay. If there wasn't the commute that takes an hour or if there wasn't this one colleague or if there wasn't my boss that I hate. So there's always something wrong with the how. Um, mm. And it was the same for me. You know, my job was okay, but being there at nine o'clock was pure stress for me. And yeah no matter how much you love your job or what you do, or you have your why or your history and everything, if it doesn't fit with your rhythm, if it doesn't fit in with how you want to live, it, you're not going to, you're not going to pull through for the rest of your life. You're not going to keep at it. You, you're going to drop yeah. it sometime and, and try to find something better in, yeah, <laughs> try to find something better. So those are, mm. those are the four pillars. And the fifth one to actually turn it into a business is, of course, um, solving a problem. What's the, the solution that you can offer by putting the puzzle of those four pillars together and you see this picture and then find out with that completely unique and it's super unique. Just imagine, you know, how many things are you good at? So many reasons why mm. your history and how you want to live. If you put that together and then see what does a person with those preferences, what would they be really good at solving? And then you have the fifth pillar and that is your business. And it's actually really, really easy. <laughs> it's really simple. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that how you break it down and we can see how much passion there is mm. for you and um, yeah, how much like into depth you have gone. And we will talk a little bit later, obviously what your offers are and for whom that might be interesting. So thank you for giving us like an insight in that. And um, what I would like to know, like with those five pillars we heard now, um, this is basically for those people perhaps who don't have, or who, who start out mm -hmm. and, you know, and want to create something from scratch. What happens with me sometimes, or not with me, but with my clients sometimes is, you know, you get to a next level. So there might sometimes be the question, okay, what is my calling on a next level? So how did you solve that for yourself? And what, what do you have to say about that? Oh, exciting. Yes. <laughs> so the, the model I just described with the five pillars, it's actually fantastic, especially for multi-potentialites. So for people who have a thousand interests, who can never or, found it, or find it very hard to make a decision, is it this or that? And I believe your purpose is much bigger than that. So once you find that that big that big calling that purpose by by laying the puzzle pieces next to each other you actually the only decision you have to have to make is what is the first project i want to do what's the second project i want to do with this what's the th what's the first solution i'm going to offer what's the second solution what's the third solution so imagine you have your, your house and then you decide oh today i'm going to paint my living room green And tomorrow I'm going to paint it black and my bathroom is going to be blue. So you have, your purpose is actually Colorful something. house. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll get bored of green and then you color red or something. <laughs> um, no, but that's the only decision you have to take because you, um, you have this house and you have, um, you, you see the big picture. You see the reason why you're here. And from mm. that, for example, one of my first, my, when I first worked on this, my purpose came out to be that I wanted to show people how wonderful the world is. And I thought, oh my God, that's, that's a little bit big, isn't it? That's, how am I going to do that? And then 
so the first project I worked with was, you know, that I wanted to work in um, for environmental charities because I thought if um, if I want to show people how beautiful the world is, you know, we're going to make sure we maintain it. We're going to make sure we we take care of it. And later on, I that turned into something very different because later on I realized, hold on, if I want to show people how beautiful the world is, maybe I should start with people. The, the people that actually see the world. So this was my, this was a big shift in, uh, in, in my, not in my purpose, my purpose stayed the same, but my project changed very mm. much. And um, you were asking about the next level. So I think with your purpose, you actually stay around the same theme, but what it is you do changes a lot. So it could be, for example, I'm writing a book at the moment, but I also have my group coaching programs. I went from per- finding your purpose to setting, helping people set up a business to um, uh, working with their energy levels. And I don't mean that in, in, in a philosophical way, but in a very don't manage your time, manage your energy kind of sense. So you actually you know, get into your full potential and you're actually really good at setting up a business and then maintaining a high energy level and maintaining, getting the best out of you. So my, my projects change, but my purpose actually stays the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I love that. Does that answer the question a little bit? Yeah, it does answer the question. Yeah, for sure. I would see it probably uh, similar in a similar way. Mm-hmm. So um, you just put it in beautiful words. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Um, and okay, you said, and I know those scanners and multi, how did you call them? Multi-potentialites. Yes. Um, and that issue. And I always speak about the red thread, you know, like what is threat running through you? We could say what is like the purpose. And then you, yeah, you add all those things, you know, to it, like, like the puzzle, what you just described and perhaps different things, different projects or different, even different businesses, you know, you don't have to stay with one, like one, once it's running, you can start with others. And there might be a mindset question there because one of the big fears obviously is for the people of, especially for those people, oh, we want to do everything at once. You know, we want to do all 10 ideas we have like right now. And I can't focus like how do I start? Which one? How can you help those people to find the first, like what they should start with or how to get over that limiting yeah. or self-sabotage? Beautiful. Absolutely. And not, and not doing anything in the end. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. And and that's something I struggled with as well for a long time until I figured out the, the, the whole purpose, the, the four pillars and everything. But uh, the question is, well, the, the question is, and I will very much challenge the thinking behind it, because what those people very often think is, oh, I have to make a decision, either this or that. And that is not true, because it's your life is not black and white. Your life is so many shades of gray that you can't even imagine. So you, uh, if you get yourself in the state where you think, oh, if I'm going to make this decision and what if it's the wrong one, you know, that's, that's a trap in itself. So that's just not true. And it's just not, um, yeah, it's just, it's not even relevant. The only decision you have to make is what is it you want to do first? And as a multi-potentialite or somebody with many different interests, um, it's, a, it's a case of, of allowing yourself to have this many talents and allowing and really seeing that as a, as a superpower. I, I actually, I used to call it superpower. So why not have many interests and why not? And finding your purpose in that whole thing is even more important because then you see it, it makes your success visible. 
you know, like I was saying earlier with, I wanted to show people how beautiful the world is. I could say, oh, I failed at a career in environmental charities, but actually I didn't because it was part of my purpose. And that actually makes the this triumph and the success that you go through in each stage, it makes it visible because you're like, oh, wow, I fulfilled part of my purpose, but now it's changed a little bit. I have to do something else. So allow yourself to be this multicolored and multifaceted and um, just uh, find out what is it that, uh, that you would like to do right now? What is it you would like to do first? And there's a couple of powerful questions you can ask yourself with that. For example, what's the easiest for you to turn into reality at the moment? What's the one thing that is the most joy, the most joyful for you? And also what brings most value to people and yourself? So um, there's a couple of questions you can find out what it is you would like to start with. But in, in total, if you follow your purpose then you will never, you will never be feel bored again ever in your life because you have such an array of things you could do and projects you could do. And the second is why not live those different interests and talents with pure joy? Why not really enjoy each and sing every one of them? And like uh, Marie Folio said once, you know, my, my multi-potential like muffins don't, you don't have to turn everything into business, have hobbies. <laughs> so doesn't end yeah, up everything has to be a business. <laughs> yeah. For example, I'm enjoying very much the hiking tours here right now in Cyprus. I love sports. I love all of that. But I don't want to create a business. Like I could even become a fitness coach, you know, I could become a nutritionist, all of that. I have vast knowledge. But this will always be my hobby and this will always be something, yeah, which I don't do. Like, at least I say that now, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, that's the point. Fantastic. You know, thank you for saying that, actually, because I was thinking the other day, all right, my company is called Life Design because it's all about how you want to create and design your life. So now I do business design, you know, create the business you love. And I was thinking, hey, who wants to stop me to, from doing health design? Because it, it kind of fits in with the whole create the life you want to live and uh so the you know there's the the sky is your limit so maybe hey who knows one day you might do something about nutrition or health or fitness or anything like that why not mm, yeah why not might yeah. be and just you know right now it is um this is what you said like it does not need to be like everything at once and I think it's also a lot of beauty and your path shows that of um <clears throat> of letting things to develop like you wouldn't you didn't know that you would have like several companies a company like you know set up in cyprus would with you would live with your life partner in cyprus not in london anymore uh, whatever like no idea and how did you like how did you have the trust and or following your intuition or like how did like how did you keep going is there something a force you trusted or whatever yeah um that actually goes very uh very much into your area of expertise because as i went along with my business and finding my purpose and following that i more and more developed this sense of intuition of feeling, not thinking, but feeling if something's right or if it isn't right. And that you, I know you are the, the super expert on that, but it, it's, it's true. Like you, you normally say as well, it's, it's follow, following your gut. Is it, does it feel like something you would like to do? It, does it, does it feel right? Is there something 
bigger maybe calling you and um, Cyprus came up in a when was it? I think it was May of 2018. And really, I have to admit, I don't think I really knew where Cyprus was back then. I knew, I, did, I thought, yeah, maybe it's in the Mediterranean, but I don't know exactly where. And you know, I didn't have a clue. I really had no idea. And uh, it came, again, it came out of a frustration, actually. And I was looking for somewhere warm to live. And I was looking for somewhere also where the tax system was very friendly. And suddenly Cyprus appeared. And I thought, wow, that, that sounds exactly what I've been looking for. Two weeks later, I was on a plane to, or maybe three weeks later, I can't remember. I was on a plane to Cyprus for the very first time. And this was, this was June. This was the uh, beginning of June, I think. And by the end of July, I had moved to Cyprus completely. I, I had no Great. idea. Seriously, I swear, before I think 15th of May, I had no intention of leaving or moving anywhere else whatsoever. And it just, it just came up and I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. I'm I'm scared as hell. I really am. But why not? It, it feels kind of right. It feels good. Let's do it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's following your intuition, and it's never disappointed me. I've I never could have imagined being this happy, being this relaxed here, enjoying so much living by the sea. Which yeah, it's it's a dream for a lot of people. But it wasn't one that I was actually really um, going after. It just came about. And mm. it's it's led me wonderfully to this place where I'm right now in my in my garden with the lemon tree. <laughs> yeah. And some kids running around, but now they are quiet. Um and yeah, also you had a very um like you traveled a lot and you at some point you told me you were living like in three places, but not I think you made the different or the differentiation that it wasn't like basically a free will. It had to do with your partner and studies and your work and all of that. And also now, now you live at ease and you you never, I think you probably wouldn't have said like, I want to settle down in this country. You know, we spoke about that. So this also probably is just fo was following intuition and seeing how things work out Yeah. instead of planning it needs to be like that. Exactly. Oh yeah. Letting go of those, those planning and did, you know, when did you ever manage to plan something out perfectly? When did you ever feel ready? Like, for example, I was using an example the other day. Did you feel 100% ready when you did your driving test? Did you feel exact? Did you know exactly what was going to happen the first time you got into a car on the driver's side? You, you can't, you learn much more in the first five minutes of actually being and doing than you could ever when you plan in theory, in, in theory and, uh, and work out every detail of what, you, what it is you're going to do. You're going to learn so much more by just being there and absorbing and, and uh, yeah, turning things into reality. So that's, that's the one thing. I didn't know if I was going to like Cyprus. I really didn't. I, I didn't know if I was going to be happy here, but oh my God. You know, let life surprise you a little bit. That's that's one thing I, I really. Um, it, it might be even better than you have imagined it. Have you ever thought of that? It could be better than you think it, it is. So, um, yeah, let life surprise you a little. And the other thing is, I am now a really, really firm believer, and I love just making decisions and really not fussing about for years and, and trying to work out every angle. But for me, one thing was when I met my, my partner, Roland, he, um, I met him and it was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We, we, we going to try this. It wasn't, Oh, you know, if, if, if he doesn't like me and I don't like him, we could do something else. You know, we would just find somebody else. It was more like we met and we really, 
very soon on committed. And people said, well, you know, he's, he's, he's a lot younger than you. You live in two different places. And we're like, so? That, that's not going to stop so us. What? So what? <laughs> we're like, let's, let's do this. Let's try this. And um, it turned out, well, we had a four or five years of living in two and three different places. We always shared our time between Berlin, Salzburg, Cyprus, Vienna. So there was, we always, we had like two or three um, homes and we literally had a toothbrush in each and every one of them. So that was quite a lot of uh, traveling there. But we could, we actually pulled through that and we actually you know, managed to maintain our relationship and have a really beautiful relationship by just really making the decision we are going to be together and we're going to make it work. And uh, we just, we just stuck by that. We really did. So I love making clear decisions and, and that gives you a lot of energy. It frees up a lot of energy that you would otherwise waste by thinking, oh, maybe he's not the right one or maybe, oh, maybe we should do this and, you know, doubting and worrying. We're just like, well, one thing's clear. We're going to try this. And then you make it work. So the, the, the thing that comes first for me is always a decision. Do I want to be happy? Oh, yes. Okay, then I'll find a way to be happy. Even if my, uh, my reality is very adverse at the moment or I have a lot of challenges. Okay, so that's, uh, that's one thing I've actually gotten very good at over the years. And I think um, entrepreneurship is a huge, huge vehicle for self-development. I don't think I've ever developed as much in my entire life as by becoming an entrepreneur. I don't know how, um, how you, is that, does, uh, have you made a similar experience? Yeah, I would say so. Entrepreneurship and relationships are the huge, are the two, two factors for personal development. You Ooh, don't yes. even like, yeah, do, do all the coachings and do all the courses and all the group things. This was like very important for me. Mm. However, then to put it into practice in surroundings was entrepreneurship, having my own business and oh, yes. being in relationships. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, I love those two things you said, like, let life um, surprise you a little. That's beautiful. I think I'm going to put this somehow in the, in the title or in the description. <laughs> and making decisions and commit. And would you say, like, you described it a little bit more because we were talking about your life. Would this relate to business as well, to your clients and how you work with clients? Are those two things which mm -hmm. also have influence in, in business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So the very first thing, if you are an entrepreneur and if, or if you want to become an entrepreneur is, um, or let me, let me rephrase that a little bit. You know, at what point my business took off, it was the point where I left no back door open. It was, it was the point in time where I was like, I am all in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna, you know, make, bring it to fruition. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be successful. I'm going to go for it. And that changed a lot. Again, you, I think it's actually a very practical thing because once you do that, it saves you so much time with all the worrying and, oh, well, if it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else and, and all those things. And believe me, I understand. I've been there. I've done this a million times going, well, if it doesn't work, I will do something else. I'll try a different business. I'll do that and, and so on and so forth. But actually that is what is keeping you stuck. So once mm. you go all in, you're like, I am here to do this and I'm going to learn as much and get as much out of it as I possibly can. Your whole energy, your whole dynamic changes. 
And um, yeah, absolutely. I would say I have um, started to apply that in business for a couple of years now. And every time I did that, I my business made a huge jump. I made a huge jump, you know, I made a huge uh, next step and my business went along with that as well. Absolutely. Mm. And then funny that you mentioned that the next level came, we, we were talking about next level earlier a little bit, but the next level was, Oh, so how can I make my life easier? How can I make it more joyful? So for me, that was almost the stage a development stage. And then I started looking for, for ways of uh, relaxing a little bit more, letting, letting things come to me, letting business, letting life surprise me more. And that's when uh, when business and, and life became much more enjoyable in in a way. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Seriously, there's days where I'm like, oh, there's you know the technical stuff is is giving me a hard time, or you know it's not it's not like ooh, suddenly your life is perfect. I don't I don't think I've met a single person who agrees to that. Also, that is what you always see on social media that life is so perfect. And to be honest, I don't know if there's a, a if there's a place where you're in a state of constant happiness. I would say I'm in a state of happiness a lot, really a lot, but uh, I'm not sure that, you know, life's never without challenges, but if you let life and business surprise you, make you smile, then it's so much more enjoyable. Even if you have to learn a lesson, have to, or want to, you know, now it's more about wanting to learn a lesson. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my take on, on making things a little bit easier in your own life and business. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Super, super nice, everything you said. And um, perhaps let's go a little bit deeper into, because not everyone, this is why we are coaches for others. Not everyone, no, I have a lot of noise here. No, doesn't matter. Not everyone is at that stage where perhaps you are, perhaps where I am. And this is why we are actually mentors for others. So how would you say, or what are some of the big challenges um, clients come to you and what, how do you help them with that? Like what are the challenges and what are your solutions or your, your help there? Mm -hmm. So one of the first challenges is more uh, strategic. So the first question people always have, oh, what's my theme? What's, what, what is it I should go online with? What is it I should set a business up around? What's, what's the thing I want to be, be known for, for example? So, that, that's, so choosing your purpose, choosing your business, your, your niche, that's the first thing we solve on a, yeah, on a more strategic level. But the journey from actually going to going from finding your niche, finding your theme, to setting up your business—that's where the mindset, uh, the mindset work comes in as well. Because there is so many things, like for example, oh, am I good enough? Can I actually do do this? Who am I to tell other people? X, Y, and Z. Um, what are, what other what other things do come, people come along with? Um, am I gonna stick? Uh, you know, stick through. Uh, how do you, how do you say? Am I gonna manage to pull through? Am I gonna? Yeah, keep going. Thank you very much. How am I gonna keep going with this? Um, what if nobody buys? What if I fail? Oh my God, fear of failure, such a huge thing, especially at the beginning. And uh, those are all things. I mean congratulations, those are things you have to learn how to overcome. And in doing so, you're actually going through a huge process of self-development. So you're going to be a better version of you. You're going to be a, a bigger version of you. And that's actually a really, really wonderful thing 
So that's what I meant earlier with business is one of the biggest self-development steps you can ever take because in order to become this person that is successful, that makes a business work, that knows what she's doing, you have to overcome fear and doubt. And isn't that a wonderful thing to actually have to deal (laughs) with in order to be successful? I think, oh, I'm so grateful Mm. for all my failures, for all my successes. Mm. So can you give us a little bit of a like um, practical insight in that if a client comes with that? Because this is also what happens to my clients on the next level. If they come with this fear of failure or if no one if no one buys, like how, how do you help them over mm-hmm. that fear? So I hate to say that actually, but the consistency is key. <laughs> I always used to, I was always like, oh my God, consistency, you know, bugger off. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> But in a way, it's true. So what I've noticed, especially with my group programs, the people who show up for the weekly live calls, we do, we do weekly calls each week. The people that show up for those calls consistently, those are the ones that, that really fear the best. They, they really, um, they, they know they have limitations and they really do, they perform the best in the whole program. So it's not even if you're particularly good at something, it's just, are you willing to actually do what it takes? Are you willing not to just theorize and read books and buy coachings and watch, um, I don't know, webinars and, and a whole lot of other things, but are you actually willing to, whatever it is they say in those coachings, are you willing to turn those into reality, bring those to life, those things? And that, those are the people who um, perform the best. Absolutely. So that's the, that's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, are you really willing to let go of your comfort zone or leave your comfort zone? And if you, a person who's like, oh, I really, I'm scared. I, you know, my comfort zone, I love to be comfortable. That's okay. But are you willing to just push it a little bit? And bear in mind, if you only push it a little bit, you're only going to succeed a little bit. So it's very much, if you have raving success or if you're going step by step, very much has to do with how far you're willing to lean out of your comfort zone. So those two things, those are the people that skyrocket their business, show up for the calls, do what's actually done in the coachings and do what you said you would do. And the third one is lean out of your comfort zone. And you know, you have a coach by your side, you have somebody holding your hand. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. And that's how you really become successful very quickly, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I would sign that. Do you have some some examples from your your clients? Um, how they leave the comfort mm-hmm. zone? Is it more around visibility? Mm-hmm. Is it like, oh, I do Facebook mm-hmm. lives? Is it actually approaching people and saying, look, this is my product. Mm-hmm. Can I um, host this on your website and sell it through your yeah. shop? Or what are examples? all of those? <laughs> Thank you for those uh, wonderful examples. Oh. But the thing is, we we go from complete idea or sometimes even lack of idea, we take the whole thing to this is your first, you've just won your first client. That's the journey I take, especially my beginners on. And the, the issues that they most, um, they, they most uh, that they struggle with the most are at the beginning visibility, like you were saying, oh my God, what is my family going to think now? You know, I want to do this and that. And I was always worried when, when I started, you know, as, as a purpose coach, I was always worried that my grandmother was going going to say, a a purpose, what? That's not even a job. What is it you want to do with that? You know, that's just get a proper job, please, for the sake of it. And um, yeah, so that's what I was worried about. And 
people that I could usually go through a very similar thing or some, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm going to tell the world. I have no problem with it. But quite often at the very beginning, you they are ashamed of, oh, what? but what if it's not going to work? You know, what is my family going to say, for example? And I've had people in my program um, which is called my, my, my first genius online offer. So that's literally, that's the journey we go on. And I've had one woman, for example, she started from absolute zero, like a lot of people do. And she went from zero to having a hundred people in her Facebook group within days because she managed to put her energy out there. And she, she didn't even, she didn't even have a Facebook account to begin with, literally. So this was zero, ground zero. And she started doing Facebook lives. She could never imagine even, even being on camera to begin with. She started doing all those things and she was great at it. But not because I told her what to do and what to say. I, I did obviously help, but because she, found it within herself to just be herself. She showed up super authentic mm. and that's so, mm. that's so attractive. That is so beautiful to see yeah. if somebody really just shows up and is herself. And she now goes live uh, regularly. She's like, well, you know, I'm not having a very good day, but you know, this is what I want to do. She's just super authentic. And uh, yeah, from zero to like a hundred people in her group in no time. So those are the results we mm. see very quickly usually. That's oh, fantastic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just amazing to see those transformations and see people actually shine, you know, from being frustrated, unhappy, not knowing to do what with, with life and then actually creating mm. value that other people mm. want and um, yeah, shining like the, the whole aura changes oh God, basically. Yeah. I love that. Can I mention a, a very quickly another example? Because I've, I, I just remembered a woman who was very good at what she did. And she really also, uh, in one of the modules, we, um, we look at how you can attract people and how you really can uh, get your messaging across and, and, and become this charismatic leader. And I had one woman, she was fantastic at it. People were throwing themselves at her. They were like, oh, I want to know more. I want to know more. And uh, one of the problems she had was she kept self-sabotaging. She was like, well, but I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm no good. And it's so interesting to see if you don't believe that you're good, you will self-sabotage till the, the end of day. And that's why coaching is so important. Um, so mm. why should anybody else believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? And that's a big mind shift we also need to need to get to from you know showing up and being your authentic self, but also believing in yourself. I've, uh, I once made a decision that from now on, I'm going to believe in myself. I'm not going to waste any more time questioning my value. And oh, I felt so relieved. I felt so relieved afterwards. So it's pointless. You're here. You 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 yeah. have a living, breathing heart. You you know you have you're here. You have value. Full stop. Don't stop. Uh, don't question that. And you will show up differently yeah. for your for your people as well, for your yeah. clients. Yeah, I love that. And again, it's your example of making a decision. You know, like basically making the decision from now on. I believe in myself, and probably sometimes those voices still came in and. Still, you could remember, I made this decision. I committed to that. So, yeah, let's let's go back to that and keep focusing on what I actually want to believe instead of spending time on oh the opposite. Oh, God, yeah. Thank you. Very well said. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> you have Vivaldi playing in the background, which I is do. nice. 
Can you hear it as well? <laughs> I hope I hope it's not too loud or anything. But yeah, it doesn't seem like... No, no, it's nice. It's like a little bit of classical music. I yeah. did that purposefully. No, it's my Russian neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they like Vivaldi. Okay. Um, yeah, what else did I want to ask? Um Yeah, just um, a little bit more, like, are there any other fears, any other challenges either you have gone through or your clients have gone through where you where you think, like, you know, my audience, they are sensitive, intuitive entrepreneurs, usually those high achievers, overachievers, like you were, like, you know, like, I have to work, I have to hustle, and actually in a job I didn't, you know, didn't want to do anymore, and then making the shift to ease and living your life on Cyprus. Um, so, you know, a little bit like, you know, the audience listening here. What are some more perhaps tips or challenges um, you can speak about and mm -hmm. tips you have to give? Yeah. Very broad yeah, question. No, absolutely. Bring, <laughs> Bring it, it on. on. I love that subject anyway. So um, first of all, I think uh, what I realized um, quite late on, I have to admit, but never mind, is that, okay, so attracting people and, and exciting people with your messaging is something you can learn getting new clients, how to, how to get clients is something you can learn. How to run a business, that's something you can learn. There's nobody that was just born with it. It was just a, a you know, step-by-step -step process of those things and just learning them. Uh, one thing that I would add to that is literally, and this, is, this might be very interesting also for sensitive, intuitive entrepreneurs like you, um, everybody listening, is not working against yourself and really finding a way to work with what it is you have and with what it is you need and want. And I, I started calling that, I, at one point I said, you know what, I'm going to stop managing my time. I'm going to start managing my energy. So whether that's something uh, you're going through ups and downs emotionally, for example, what is something you can do to catch yourself uh, not free falling, but what is something where you can turn turn the the, the tides and uh, and actually when you realize you you're going downwards, you're going into a downward spiral, what's something you can do that would bring up you up again? What is something that will keep your head above the water? And I for myself, I from uh, from my side have uh, really found ways and and also made plans and 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 everything to manage my energy. So I have an exact step-by-step -step process. What it is I do when I'm very sad or when I'm in a sad mood or when I get angry at something or when I, um, I feel exhausted. Because one of the things I realized was that at the point where I'm turning downward into downward spiral, quite often I don't notice. I don't notice soon enough or I at that point in time, I don't know what to do. So I have so many tools as a coach, you learn so many different tools, but sometimes the problem is not thinking of them at the right time. So, yeah. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. And literally, or if I used to go into financial worries, oh my God, that took up so much of my energy and so much of my time. So, oh, what, you know, how I'm going to pay this bill, how I'm going to do this, things like that. And I laid out plans and, uh, and, and really also reflected what, what happens at that moment. Oh, and what would I need in that moment? And that's how I came up with, um, I call it energy design, where you literally, you, you look at what it is you need at that point in time. And you, so you applied 
when you need it the most. Or I also have in my, in my membership area, I have there's audios in there when you start to procrastinate. You know, I've recorded and I started doing mm, this with well. myself, but now I do it for clients as well. You know, I started with um, procrastination is a really good example. So when I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it. I, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I listen to my audio, listen to my message where I go like, you know, Catherine, <laughs> let's go do this. And imagine you can't even wait to get started. And, and you know, I just talk myself into, uh, into a point where, into a state where I'm like, literally, I can't wait to get started anymore. And that's something I, I really love also manipulating yourself to be the best you, you can. So manipulating is, um, is such a, um, a bad, con- people have a very bad connotation to that word, but what if we can use that to find out how we work and how we function and how our brain functions and how we get the best out of us and, and, and spend more time in a beautiful state. That's what Tony Robbins always says, spend more time in a beautiful state. I totally agree. I don't touch work if I'm not in a good state. Like I, what I do first is get myself in a good state. And then if I want, I can do some work. That's uh yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't, I don't know how I got there, but <laughs> I'm very, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I love that. And it's basically also like, yeah, work up. I do with clients. So I'm totally on, like, I totally get everything you're saying. Um, because you mentioned the sadness. I would love to hear because you said you have a proper plan. And I know, like, especially empaths, it might not even be your own sadness. However, they, I have been there and they, they are struck very often with sadness from other people. They feel like the world is not going as it could, you know. So can you show mm-hmm. us um, a little bit of your steps? Yeah, I would like to well, mention us. an example because especially with sadness and being very empathic uh, with people is um, there's, there's two types of empathy. So the first one is, you know, somebody falls into, um, what do you call it? It falls into a, a ditch, yeah, no, in, in, into a ditch. A ditch. Like, okay. Literally, mm-hmm. we just visually vi- visualize that somebody, or you, you're walking through the woods and somebody's in a ditch and they can't get out. So your first option is to go, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you, you, you fell into a ditch. You know what? Let me jump in there as well. And then we can be together. And I'm so sorry for you. And it's so sad. And, you know, and let's be sad together in the ditch. That's the, that's the first option you have. The second option is to say, oh my God, I'm, I can't believe you, you fell into a ditch. But you know what? I, I can see you. I can see your pain. I can see your sadness. Um, but it's not going to help if I jump in, in there with you. So let me, let me be there for you and I'm going to reach your hand and tell me about your sadness or whatever. In, in the case of the ditch, you probably go and find a branch mm-hmm. to pull them out or something like that. Or give them a branch so they, they can pull themselves out. That's even more important. So I think it's very important to distinguish those two things. And you're not being less empathic if you, if you stay outside of the ditch but recognize them in their sadness or in the state they are in. So that's the, I think that's the first thing. And uh, as for my plan, I think there's absolutely no point in glossing over sadness. It's, it's like um, I read a book once and um, the guy used a, an, an image of having horse shit and then putting nail varnish on top of it. It's still going to be horse shit underneath. <laughs> so I, th- I thought I love that. Bit. I love that image. And uh, which is why I think the very first step is always to accept 
and and really um, your sadness is there to tell you or somebody else's sadness wants to tell them something so uh, it wants to be seen it's like it's almost like if a child came up to you and wanted some attention you're like oh go away go away you know stress sadness frustration anger they all there they like they like pillars they 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 want to tell you something and i think that's a beautiful opportunity even if we work with the clients or with yourself because it's an opportunity where you can grasp that sadness you get access to it and that's where healing can happen i know you're you, you're nodding so i know you know you know this too and you you work with yeah, this and of um, but isn't that beautiful if something comes up you everything you can feel you can heal if it's yeah. for you or your client um, so mm-hmm. point in the step number one for me is it's really looking at it and, and giving it the attention, being sad, mm-hmm. feeling sad mm-hmm. and not trying to push it away. And I was very good at pushing things away. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. that, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then probably, like you said, not, um, yeah, not glossing mm-hmm. over it. Like also then there comes a point, you know, like, yeah, have your learning and then move yeah. on instead of staying with it and saying like, I give you attention now for the rest of my life, every day, eight hours, every day. Oh my God. Yeah. And instead saying like, okay, what are the learnings? And now how do I want to feel? Let's shift into that again. Yeah. And and that's where the um, decision lies again, doesn't it? So you, you once you felt sad enough and you've really given that room that feeling room to, to be sad, for example, then going on and seeing, okay, so is it, is that something I want? Is that something I want to continue or do I want to heal it and then move on and, and be again, some, somebody that I want to be and have my life the way I want to have it. So yeah, absolutely. Taking that, making that decision to move on and learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's powerful. We need that kind of self-leadership. It's actually not leading others. We always think we have to lead others. It starts with us. Yes. Thank you. So beautifully said. Uh, Yeah. So we have almost finished. I think I would have a last question for you because it's like we could do that for (laughs) hours, I think. Time flies Uh, when you're um, having fun. We will have to find... Um, so I would like um, first to ask for any last thoughts, any last tips, any last whatever comes up for you, you would like to share. And then I obviously want to know a little bit um, for the audience, for our German speaking audience, um, the offer you have right now. Those would be the, the last two questions. And obviously, if you want to add something, feel free. Fantastic. I totally agree with what you just said earlier with the self-leadership and um That's also what I mean with this huge entrepreneurial journey that we go on once we embark and and decide we are going to make, you know, take what we love and turn it into a business. Oh my God, what a a gift that is. We take our innermost thoughts, our desires, our dreams, and we decide we're going to make them visible for the world. That's, that's what a purpose business or that's what finding your purpose and turning it into a business is for me. And I think that's a huge gift. And I think the world needs more of those purpose-driven 
entrepreneurs like uh, like the two of us for example but also every single one of our clients and uh, I I really I salute everybody who goes on that journey and then has the bravery <laughs> to fear not only their their dreams but also their demons that come with it and that the self-leadership is the way to to get through that I believe and um, yeah so if I think one thing that I would like to add is I went onto the um, Inca Trail a couple of years ago. You know, the Inca Trail, you, you've been to South America a lot, haven't you? So mm-hmm. we yeah. had a guide back then and um, all of us were like 23, 24 years old at the time. And all of us were like, all right, we want to get to Machu Picchu. We want to we, we get there. And it was a four-day track and it was raining and it was cold. And I, was, um, I had altitude sickness and everything. You know, I just wanted it to be over. I just wanted to arrive in Machu Picchu. And our guide sat us down at the different ruins that you cross on your on the way there, that you uh, that you pass, and we just sat there. And he held a speech of two hours in the cold and in the rain. And we we're like, "Oh man, just shut up. We want to get going. You know, this is this is horrible." And he kept just playing his flute and saying, "Enjoy the journey. Enjoy getting there. It's not about getting to Machu Picchu. It's about how you get there." And you know, I wanted to kick him. I really did. <laughs> but it's so true. If you can enjoy getting going through along this path of this uh, entrepreneurial journey, then you have won and you have succeeded in on every level. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about 10,000 uh, 10, euros or 100,000 euros or a million or whatever. It's literally, have you enjoyed the journey going there? Are you enjoying who you've become? Are you enjoying who you are? And that's why I always say in one of, in my energy design program, we have a whole module on who do you want to be? Not what are your goals? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? And I think that's so, so important. Now, I've, sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's why I, there's too much passion flying around here. <laughs> no, literally, what, no, that's, that's what, what was your last question? I can't remember now. Oh, <laughs> oh the, still there? Uh, my programs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. how? But 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 can I stop you because you brought it up and I thought this as well. Can yeah, you yeah. still hear? I can hear you wonderfully. Okay, because I I love your your passionate like almost like epilogue here, and um, I wanted to ask because yeah to enjoy the journey and I love that because we forget this especially in challenges and we have so many challenges on the way that's part of business that is business and they just grow the challenges don't go away we always think oh when we make this money they are gone no they just become bigger um, and different different and bigger and more like powerful like if you have a team and then have to make the work uh, the money for the team you know it's not only can I feed myself it is can I pay Mm -hmm. my people and their families so actually the challenge (laughs) becomes bigger um I just wanted like some thoughts because you were bringing that up of money and I know you were like you you do um, make good money and you are also in investing and all of that so you have found your way and just perhaps one thought sorry i totally forgot that on on how you view money um if, do you mm-hmm. like money what is the part of money mm-hmm. in business oh yeah that's oh, fantastic that's, that's probably a, a topic we could talk about for an hour or, or 10 um but yeah. because money i really have to say i come from a place where um, I got, this was 10, 12 years ago now, I got divorced and um, that really set me on a journey 
on a very interesting journey. I came, I got to a place, I re- literally, I reset my entire life back then. So uh, sorry, I have to, I have to um, go back a little bit in time to make, uh, to, I, think, I guess to make my point because I was, uh, I was doing all right with money. And then I got divorced. I got, I fell into a deep hole. I really, I pressed the reset button on my entire life. My friends, my health, my money, my, my business, everything, literally nothing, nothing that I had built up before. It was all in ashes and on the ground. (laughs) So, and this included obviously my financial situation and I had nothing. I literally had nothing. I didn't know how to how to continue. I couldn't, I couldn't withdraw any money. And I think my lowest point came when I was living with my mom again. And I have a brother that's quite a bit younger than I am. And um, I was hungry and I couldn't withdraw any money and I didn't have any money at home. And I literally, I went up to my then, I guess he was 13 or something, 15 year old brother. And I was like, could you lend me one euro so I can go across the street to the supermarket and buy a pizza? Cause I wanted to get some ready meal pizza and he was like, yeah, no problem. Here's your, here's the Euro. And I'm like, wow, I'm like 30 or something. And, uh, I just had to borrow one Euro from my brother who's much younger than I am. And that really got me thinking, damn, you know, what, it, what am I doing here? And so I had a very difficult relationship with money, um, over years. And I really had to put in quite a lot of work to get myself out of that because my, I used to call it my, um, I, I can't remember how, how would you say that in English, but uh, I used to call it my my poor memory. I literally had this memory of being poor, and it wouldn't. It, it had such a grasp over me. I literally had to dig myself out of that. And the way to do it is is to give it some attention. It's not most people when you ask them, well, what what are your money goals, or what you know, how would you like to feel with money? They're like, oh, I don't want to think about it. I want to, you know, want to be free, and I want to, I don't want to have any worries. Well, the first thing is give it some attention. It's also again, it's there to teach you something, and so I gave my money story quite a lot of attention, and did a lot of healing in that because there's a lot of um, um, a pain and there's a lot of injuries that you take with you from, from a very young age, you know, um, there's a lot of stored memories and, and what it means and so on. And I got rid of all those. I literally, I I released all of those, um, and, and really did a lot of healing around that. And then money became something that's just beautiful. It's like, it's like breathing air, you know, breathing in, breathing out. It's the same with like, Breathing in money, breathing out money. I mean, that sounds really <laughs> philosophical right now, but uh, it is um, to feel abundance. It's there's always you always associate a feeling with money, and what is it that you think you are going to feel or be or have when you have money? And quite often we realize, well, we can do that right now. Do you want to feel free? Well, feel free. Do you want to feel abundant? Feel abundant. It takes some practice, of course, and you do, you, you got to go through the through the works. But um, money is a feeling, and as such, money is nothing more than air. Imagine if you if money is air, you breathe it in, you breathe it out, you spend it, you earn it, you spend it, you earn it. It's not something mm. to hold on to mm. and grasp. It's more something yeah. that um, yeah, I wouldn't say it helps you, but it's uh, it's it's more something to enjoy like a flower that, that yeah. flourishes and, and wilts. 
that's uh, I think mm, yeah. that's how I see it nowadays. Mm. I love that. It's a very soft, a very soft view, a beautiful soft, like like a flower and something to breathe yeah. in, breathe out. And yeah, you totally, you totally like this is like how you how you come get, mm -hmm. get across, mm -hmm. you know. Thank you. Yeah, you're not like driven, but you know, mm. like yeah, that's I I live in money because it's all around yeah. me. It's abundance. I breathe it in. I breathe it out. And the feeling associated yeah. with it. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for adding that in the end. And I know you, I, I made you reduce that to like five minutes instead of like hours. Yeah. We, we can get into that if yeah. you want into uh, in a different episode. So now all ears on you share a little bit, please with us for our German listeners. Um, yeah. What you can offer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, what I really wanted to do and what one of what part of my purpose is, I had this vision of, Imagine if all of us did something that we really love. Imagine every single person on this planet does something they love. Imagine how much harmony would be. And then sometimes people ask me, yeah, but, but who would take away our rubbish? And my reply to that is there wouldn't be any rubbish. Just like a cherry tree doesn't have any rubbish. You know, leaves fall down. It's, it's like a, a, a full circle. circle. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my vision is to get as many people to do something they really love. And for me, the, the way to do this was to turn, it, to turn your talents, to turn your abilities, experience, and so on, your purpose into a business. Because then you have a lot of innovation, a lot of freedom to do what you want and how you want to do it, which I mentioned earlier, how is such an important part of if we succeed as well. So that's something we, we take, we literally, and it doesn't matter if you're already an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're right at the very beginning and you don't even know what it is you want to do. I literally take my clients from, let's come up with the idea. Let's, well, the idea is your purpose. You, we always derive the business idea from the purpose and I would never do it any other way ever again because I tried so many business ideas, didn't work. Once I, I, I tapped into the power of, of purpose, um, the whole thing changed. So we, we literally go back to your purpose and then um, derive your business from that and what it is you want to achieve and then want to help with in the world. So that involves a lot of strategy, but it also involves a lot of mindset work, especially for different fears and uh, from taking you from the very beginning into turning those, that, that purpose and those abilities into a product. Because I strongly believe that with a product or an, an offer online, you get leverage. You don't do the one-on-one -on -one work anymore. You don't do the freelance work where you work on other people's projects. So that's very important to go. I, if I would do it again, I would go straight for creating an online offer. I would go straight to creating a product no more one-on-one -on -one work and things like that. But um, yeah, that's it. That's the most thing I do. The other thing is we, um, I have a course called Energy Design, which helps you to raise your energy, manage your energy, no longer your time. But that's sold out at the moment. I think we're going to start a new round at the beginning of the year because that's always a good time where you know people need a lot of energy and go like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to turn my goals into reality. So that's I think we're going to do that in January probably. My other program, we're actually opening doors pretty soon, um, which is also rare because it's sold out most of the time, but we open it like two, three times a year, um, turning your purpose into business. It's, it's actually called My First Genius Online Offer. That's, and that's happening right now, right? So I will include a link. Is it? Can you just give like 
I really yeah. like very short. Um, how long is it? It's a crew <laughs> Thanks program. Thanks for a reminder. Yeah, Just absolutely. A, That's actually happening pretty soon. We are opening a three-part masterclass training. That means um, I think the first, yeah, the third, first one is about purpose and finding your niche. The second one is about which offer should you create. What's the easiest, most fun, most uh, valuable offer you can create without getting stuck in technical stuff, without getting stuck in strategy or anything like that? Literally, what is the easiest offer you can put together so you can start earning money straight away? And the third part of that masterclass training is how to get your clients, how to win clients online. So there's a lot of strategy and um, and how to and also... Um, also mindset stuff in there to get you going. And I'm not talking about, hey, um, uh, this, this is like a sales show or anything. It's actually a three-part masterclass training that gets you from, oh, I've been planning this and I've been wanting to do that to, wow, I've started. I'm on my way. So that's uh, the three-part masterclass series. There is a recording of it. Uh, we're starting on the Hold on, on the 20th, on the 15th of October, 20th and 22nd of October. And um, yeah, those are those are the dates for this this year. This is the last time we're going to do it this year. And uh, yeah, that's how you get to join. You actually familiarize yourself with, is that working for me? Is that is that what I want to do? And then you can see if you want to take it further and uh, work with me. Sounds yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. And I will include the link to the masterclasses or to the sign up um, page because you said um, there will be a replay and then people can take it further. And um, yeah, it will be in German. It is right? in German. That's it's a German right. Yeah. Masterclass. Mm -hmm. So the Perfect. training at uh, the moment is all in German. You are the person to go to for English. I'm, I'm, uh, I went into the German market and uh, I do a lot of work with um, Germans and Austrians and Swiss. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the German speaking yeah. market. <laughs> Yeah. So I would say, Catherine, thank you so much for your insights, for your time, your energy, your fun, the joy, all of that. It was just amazing to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you are doing. And thank you for this podcast. And it's another, another pillar and another shining shooting star that I think the world really needs. So thank you for what it is you're doing and for bringing so much bravery and courage to all of your listeners. I really appreciate it.